May the words of my lips and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. On the 4th of March, 1513, Juan Ponce de Leon left the Spanish settlement on the island of Puerto Rico and set sail to discover the Fountain of Youth, rumored to have been located somewhere near modern-day Florida. He searched and searched and searched, but found nothing of the sort. He was disappointed. He then decided he would try to conquer Florida from the native inhabitants, which led to further disappointments as the wounds he sustained in his battle resulted in death. In 1898, financier J.P. Morgan gave the inventor Nikola Tesla the whopping sum of $150,000 to fund what would become a gigantic, futuristic, and startling tower in the middle of Long Island, New York, to develop a new technology the wireless transmission of messages across the Atlantic using electrical impulses. Sadly, the experiment ran out of money. Tesla lost credibility, and he ended up friendless, penniless, and sorely disappointed. In 1926, at the age of 15, the young actress Lucille Ball attended New York's Anderson School of the Dramatic Arts, where her teachers deemed that she would not be successful in the entertainment industry. Even after another 10 years of struggle to break in, disappointments continued to mount. Every audition ended up in failure or the roles that she received typecasted her into a disappointing status as queen of the B-movies. Finally, at age 38, she landed a part on a radio comedy called My Favorite Husband. When television came around, CBS wanted to cast Lucille Ball in a TV version of My Favorite Husband, but Lucy said she would only do the show if her husband in real life, Desi Arnaz, could play the role. The network declined. Again, another disappointment. And so Lucy and Desi went on the road touring around the country in a comedy vaudeville type of show that people noticed, and the studio finally assented, and what happened then was history. I Love Lucy has aired continuously on TV since the first episode was aired on October 5th, 1951. And I bet you'll find it on several times today, you'll find it on TV if you actually go looking. Yes, this story is also one of multiple disappointments that go on and on and on. And they finally lead to success. And this gospel reading that we hear today, this gospel reading that we hear is not about 
disappointment. Jesus, as any human being would anticipate, is hoping that this bread of life discourse will open the ears of his followers. His main desire, as John's gospel tells us almost every week in one way or another, is to draw all people closer to the very heart of God, the source of all life. As much as Jesus talks, though, people drift away, unconcerned, confused, offended. His proclamation of God's kingdom come is rather difficult news. The excluded must be included. The marginalized must be incorporated. Those outside of conventional Judaism must also be given the opportunity to know and to experience the one true and ever-living God. This teaching is difficult. Who can accept it? And many people did not. It was simply too new, too open, too unrestricted for a group of highly oppressed people to even imagine. Think about it. Those who lived under Roman occupation couldn't give themselves permission to think so expansively about God. After all, it might lead to their untimely death. People got spooked. The crowds then go away. And some of Jesus' followers had had enough. They go away too. Jesus remains with his disciples, and out of his disappointment, he asked the question, do you also wish to go away? John's gospel gives us one of the most human impressions of Jesus in this passage. It's a gift. We see Jesus disappointed. In the moment, he doubts himself, and he has to do a check-in with his disciples do you also wish to go away? And we hear Peter respond, Lord, to whom can we go? You have the words of eternal life. To Peter and the other disciples who remain, Jesus is life. There is no place to go back to. Heck, even if the disciples left, they know in their hearts that they would return once more. To these disciples, Jesus is life itself. Jesus is the source of all, the being of all, the redeemer of all. In Jesus, we have life. And this news, my friends, is some of the best news that we get from today's gospel. Who among us has not experienced profound disappointment in the last 15 months? And yet, are we going away? Are we abandoning all that we know to be true and good and special and holy in our lives? No, we're returning again, back to the bread of life, Jesus. And we bring all of our life, all things about our life, the good, the bad, and the ugly. We bring it with us because Jesus promises to give us life. I bet we all know someone, someone right now in our midst, 
who is emotionally right where Jesus is at the end of this gospel reading. Full of questioning, fear, full of disappointment. We know these people. We don't have to look far to find them. They're everywhere. And some of us might fall into that category too. And that's the brilliant part of this. Jesus' disciples are the ones that minister to him. Jesus' disciples remind him who he is, the Holy One of God, the one who brings life into the world. They hold up the mirror to him to remind him of the fact that God has proclaimed upon him, this is my son, the beloved, in whom I am well pleased. In this very close moment, this glimpse of intimacy that only very close friends share, we see Jesus' very followers reminding him that he himself is the bread of life for the world. Something about that act translates very well to us. As I just mentioned, we're not far from any situations of disappointment in our lives. We know people who are down on their luck. We know people who've had their fair share of rough times. And if we are to believe Jesus' claims of being the bread of life, the Spirit of God that brings life into all the world so that those who abide in him are guaranteed that he too will abide in us. If we are the people who claim this for ourselves and then proclaim this to others, then we are the people with Christ's help who bring the life back into the world. We are the people of God who, working directly with Jesus, are restoring God's creation into the beautiful world that God intended it to be. We are the people who recognize Jesus as life. And then we claim our life in him. And what happens? We then might get a calling, a calling to go to go to be fully present with the hurts and the disappointments that are out there. Or we get a calling to go to feed the hungry, heal the sick, comfort the dying, visit the lonely and those who are in prison. Or to go and bless and empower the poor, the outcasts, the marginalized, the downtrodden. To go out in the name of Jesus and proclaim life. That's it. To proclaim life as Jesus has demonstrated life to all people everywhere. Even when it seems, well, a little weird. Even when it seems weird because the concerns and the preoccupations and the cares of the world have caused our minds to be like those people in the first century. Have caused our minds to think in limited ways, just like those who were oppressed by the Romans, to think in limited ways instead of thinking in expansive ways, in creative ways like Jesus would think. That everyone, everywhere, at all times, in all places, that everyone 
is God's beloved child who deserves the fullest and most complete and whole life imaginable. Jesus is life. Jesus gives us life, and we give that life to others. And all of us together get to live with the fullest life with God imaginable. That's what Jesus proclaims when he talks about the kingdom of God. Disappointment is real. We know this. But today's gospel is not about disappointment. It's about life and living our best life with an unfailingly competent and wholly devoted God whose desire is none other than to shower us with love and whose desire and even who desires for us an even greater good for us than we can ever, ever imagine. Be a part of life and live your life to give life to others. Jesus is with you, and your capacity to be a life giver in the world will change everything. Jesus changed everything. In his name, he knows that you can too. Time to be a life giver. <laughs>